from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances, whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death. We all want to know what happened next. To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the show. Yeah. Uh, crazy. We're, we're, this is our lo-fiest episode ever, because <laughs> we are out in Palm Springs, California. Yeah. Sunny times uh, at our friend Max so and Stephanie's pretty. wedding was last night. We had an amazing time. Oh, yeah. They are the best people. Tiny little sandstorm, but nothing, <laughs> nothing serious. Yeah, no. It was... actually gave her veil a beautiful Beyonce effect. Yes. Uh, the f- sort of <laughs> flailing in the wind. It was beautiful. It was so cool. It just got very windy right before the ceremony started. Yeah. Fortunately, not like, you know, it wasn't like the mummy sandstorm. Oh, no, no, yeah, it was yeah, just it was... like, did get a little dust in our eyes, but. Yeah, mostly I think it was just a nice effect. Mm -hmm. And then we cried a little during the vows, so that washed all the dust away. Yeah, exactly. It was all good. (laughs) (laughs) It all went according to plan. (laughs) Oh, man, they're such great people, and we are super happy for them. So, yeah, this one probably sounds different because we're in a hotel room. Uh So, yeah, we had to, like, uh, cobble together a real makeshift hotel studio. Right. (laughs) And it's we were just having to wait for a 
<laughs> crazy dust blower yeah. situation. Right. A leaf blower for no leaves. Uh, yeah. I guess <laughs> just, it's just for Just for dust. Sand. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what's happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> Getting creative over here. <laughs> So we're here today with a really cool two-parter about something that I think a lot of us can relate to, and that is about how relationships have endured the pandemic. Uh-huh. Yeah, Andrea J actually reached out and suggested one of these stories and was like, I know it's probably not enough for a whole episode, but maybe there's a few out there. And we were like, that's a damn fine idea, uh-huh. Andrea. <laughs> and you were right. So thanks and so much, Andrea. Right. Yeah, there's some definitely some very interesting. So we had to narrow it down, obviously. There's right. plenty. It was a, definitely a global pandemic. So many <laughs> relationships were affected in various ways. And that's right. Everything. But we these, these we found to be really fascinating and just weird and ridiculous. So. Yeah. And hey, the leaf blower's coming back, so I say we jump right in. <laughs> Let's go. Hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it in a show, Ridiculous Romance. A production of iHeartRadio. So the first story we wanted to tell you about, we found in a Slate article from November 2021 by um, Elizabeth Ann Brown, and she was talking about her very bizarre process to marry her long-distance fiancé, Enrique. So she says that she befriended an exchange student in high school, and that friend introduced her to her brother, Enrique, Mm. and love love bloomed. And after seven years of a transatlantic courtship where they were both living in different countries and just really doing the long distance thing. Amazing. I know, Super right? Super long distance. And, and, you know, that's pretty cool because, you know, you know, you're in it. You're really in it. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, I'm yeah. willing to make this work however far away you are. <laughs> right. Uh, so that's really wonderful. Um, but, yeah, they, that, they spent seven years uh, courting across the ocean, I guess. And then they were going to get married on April 18th. 2020. Oh, what a great time for a wedding. April, Perfect time of year. (laughs) They were going to do it at at a small restaurant in Spain. Oh, that's great. I mean, I would love to get remarried in Spain. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. I would love to redo everything in my life in Spain. Uh, But no, I I think that's great. April is so good. 2020, a nice Uh even year. You know, it's great. You can always remember what anniversary it is because you just add 20 and you're done. You're done. Easy peasy. I like it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. She said about the small restaurant in Spain, quote, It was the kind with a broken down cigarette machine in the corner, inconceivably good food, a couple of old timers cackling and judging you from the table by the bathroom. Uh, I would love to attend this wedding. I'm there. In my mind, I'm there. This place is awesome. Exactly. And I'm so relaxed. I feel amazing there. So then they were like, we're going to go to this small restaurant. We're going to let the old timers laugh at us. We're going to get married. And then they plan to apply for Enrique's visa and move to the U.S. together. Yeah. Dust your hands off. Everything's great. What a plan. It Uh sounds perfect. All good. (laughs) But in March, Enrique's parents contracted COVID-19. So they were going to have to postpone the wedding at that point anyway. So early on, too. Yeah. It must have been like when you got it. It Oh, before me. Yeah, I got it April of 2020. And it was, uh, yeah, it it gets in your head because we didn't know much at that time at all. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. So in North Carolina... Elizabeth went from, quote, discussing the logistics of American quarantine as a legal question to interviewing bereaved families in a matter of weeks. Yeah, it's a 
she works in journalism, obviously. Right, so right. yeah, her job changed a lot. Absolutely. And became very tragic, like many jobs. Well, and I hear this about journalism a lot too, is that, you know, one, one thing we don't think about with journalists, mm-hmm. they're, they're meant to kind of be detached and sort of be like neutral observers of the mm-hmm. story they're telling a lot of the times. Right. So we don't think about how hearing about all this tragedy constantly really affects them. Yeah, right. That's, that's a That's a really, I, I've heard journalists talk about that before is like, you know, you go out and you're doing all these stories that are really heartbreaking and it hits you hard. You've got to take that home with you and you can't even necessarily put it all into your work. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think our friend Katie Hawkinsgar, yeah. who is a very talented journalist and yeah. writer and she's freelance now. A very incredible, incredible writer. She is. Check out her blog. It's called My Sweet Dumb Brain. <laughs> well, I mean, it says it all. It's <laughs> yeah, really she's wonderful. Incredible, yes. Um, but she worked for Pointer Institute uh-huh. and studied that, the traumatic effect of having to report on traumatic events. Because yeah. you have to like look at all the raw footage and then kind of filter it for people yeah. and make it a little less horror show or whatever. So I guess Elizabeth was really having to dive into some very sad stories. Yeah. Um, especially those first few months when really we had nothing to fight. We had nothing to fight it with. Yeah. And in Spain, it was just as hard for Enrique as he and his family watched as Spain's largest ice rink got converted into an overflow morgue. Because if you remember in 2020, uh, you know, all all over the world, but I know Western Europe, Italy, Spain, like some of these places got hit so hard and they, they saw cases surge so dramatically, so quickly. Um, and so Enrique was seeing that in Spain while Elizabeth was dealing this back home in the U.S. Just not a good time for anybody. This is supposed to be their wedding. Magical right. time. And right. it's the total opposite. Of course, another thing that happened in March was a bunch of travel restrictions. Yeah. And people were closing their borders and you could not go anywhere, do right. anything outside of your own country. And they realized, oh, my God, you know, we're not going to I'm not going to be able to go to Spain to yeah. get married to you. You can't come to the U.S. to get married to me or even after a wedding, you know. Right. Um, so she was saying she couldn't travel to Spain unless she was already married to Enrique, which, of course, <laughs> was the whole point of going to Spain. Right. And obviously, at that point, there had been no successful vaccine trials. All that work was still being done. There was no treatments. There was no nothing. So they were try- kind of kind of like, we don't want to wait forever. It could be years. It could be years. You have no idea how long this is going to take. Yep. So they started to try to figure out their options. Yeah. And there are <laughs> some options. <laughs> Now, fortunately, Spain recognizes marriage by proxy. Right. Um, it reminds me of Carlo Ponti and Sophia Loren, who got right. married by proxy via their lawyers in Mexico. Yeah. Of course, basically. that turned out to be a whole different thing for them. <laughs> <Right>. but. <laughs> I think royals did a lot in war, too. Yeah. Um, it's like a way someone stands in for you at your right, wedding, basically, right. if you can't be there. <laughs> <laughs> but in order to designate Enrique's sister as Elizabeth's proxy agent, Elizabeth had to sign forms in front of a Spanish official giving the sister, quote, special powers. Wow, special powers. I wish the Spanish court would give me special powers. (laughs) She's like, I'm not only able to marry my own brother for you, but I can leap tall buildings in a single bound. (laughs) If only. So the local Spanish consulate in Birmingham wasn't able to do this for Elizabeth. Uh So she and her mom had to drive 11 hours to Houston, Texas. And while they were crossing over Louisiana, they ended up stuck on the highway because two tractor trailers and a car collided on a bridge and literally burst into flames. Uh, After four hours of them just sitting on the highway waiting, 
Elizabeth and a number of other cars very literally drove the wrong way down the other side of the highway, desperate for a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, four hours on the highway. I'm not expecting that. She wrote, quote, since there were in excess of 50 cars whizzing the wrong way down the highway, law enforcement politely pretended not to see us. <laughs> Thank you so much. They're so like, polite. <laughs> Clearly, these people are about to pee their pants, so we are not going to get okay, in their way. <laughs> or they're running out of gas. Or, right. Yeah. Emergencies are happening. Mm -hmm. So their 11-hour drive to Houston turned into a 16-hour trip through the back roads till they finally got to Texas. Ugh. You know, it's like we we just took a road trip out here to Palm Springs and people were like, how was it? And I'm always like, great, nothing to report. That's the best That's thing the best, about a yeah, road trip is yeah. when very little happens <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that you need to talk about. So, yeah, they finally got to Houston. They got their papers stamped. Sister had special powers. Uh, seems like, all right, we're doing all right. We're on schedule. But on the way home, they were basically racing a tropical storm. Oh, God. Uh, they were literally 20 minutes ahead of it. And they're just trying to keep ahead of this tropical <laughs> storm. And Enrique was like their Oracle <laughs> and Batman. He was like their, their uh, what's it? The guy in the computer? The guy in the chair? It? The guy in the chair. Yeah. And in Spain, he was like tracking them on GPS and trying to help them keep, <laughs> oh, man. keep ahead of these downpours, which wow. is so funny that they, they were kind of going through that together, yeah. <laughs> even though they were so far apart. Oh, that's wild. But here we go. There was one more problem with this proxy wedding. The U.S. does not accept proxy marriages. Oh, they no. don't uh, recognize them the same way that Spain does. Unless, of course, Elizabeth and Enrique could prove that their wedding had been consummated in person after the legal ceremony. What? First of all, <laughs> why are we getting married in proxy if we can just consummate in person I after know. the well, ceremony anyway? What would be anyway? the point of it? Yeah. We'd be together. Right. We wouldn't need the proxy. <laughs> I just didn't feel like getting up that day. <laughs> I just thought, I was like, I sent someone else I sent my assistant. <laughs> see you tonight. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you for the honeymoon. You know the right, good part. Right, Elizabeth asked her young immigration lawyer, quote, are we, do we need to make a sex tape for the government? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like uh, a joke, but actually the lawyer took it pretty seriously. Oh, no. Was like, um. No, that would not actually work because you would have to. It would have to be like date stamped. Like you'd have to prove to have a newspaper with you. Yeah, that it. Yeah, you have to. He's like holding up a newspaper. <laughs> That's insane. So they, she's like, it might be a, a a sex tape you had previous to your marriage. Oh my god! <laughs> so she was like, uh, no, we never made a sex tape together. Thanks for asking. What are they trying to prevent here? Maybe just like, um, I don't know, like. To prevent like a fake, a totally fake marriage like that a, you had. Like a green card marriage or something. Yeah, where you're like, oh, I don't even know this guy. But anyway, he's across the country. We got married yeah. by proxy and now he's a citizen and cool. I, I never we, have to see him again. We met on Final Fantasy. You know, we've never actually <laughs> seen each other. I mean. I mean, yeah, I suppose so. But the, I don't see how the sex tape right, disproves with, that. Does that have... Does that really prove that you have an existing relationship that you care about? Oh, boy. I don't know. The government is works in mysterious <laughs> ways. <laughs> True. Uh, but yeah, she said it was a moot point. They had never made a sex tape together because, quote, we just didn't foresee a legal situation in which that would be useful. <laughs> <laughs> now, fortunately, there was no amateur pornography required for this wedding. That for would this be so unacceptable. <laughs> The U.S. said that they had to provide pictures of the two of them clothed, fortunately, okay, okay. Uh, in physical proximity after the marriage. And they had to provide plane tickets that proved they were in the same place at the same time. 
Elizabeth wrote, quote, apparently they assume that as soon as we get within spitting distance of each other, we'll snap together like magnets. We wondered how far we could push this. If we supplied the government with documentation that we shared a 45 minute layover in Heathrow, would some bureaucrat call my bluff and say that we didn't consummate our union in a Terminal 3 bathroom? <laughs> oh, I love her sense what of humor a about night. this. I know, totally. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to, right? Definitely, especially with as many like weird events that have yeah. already come up, like... They had a tractor trailer explode on right. their way to Houston. They on the way back they had a rainstorm. Like and we're not even halfway <laughs> through this story. Like it's more. You know what I mean? Oh, seriously. Just insane. You would have to laugh, I guess. And this is a great spot for a break. We will be right back. I'm Katya Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty-five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories. And we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but 
you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, welcome back to the show. Then, of course, they had to achieve the wedding itself. Right. And Elizabeth pointed out, it's not like there's a Pinterest board to plan your proxy wedding (laughs) to someone from far away and make it beautiful and romantic and, like, meaningful. Um, So she's, you know, she says the wedding took place in Madrid at 11 a.m. She, the bride, was fast asleep because it was 4 a.m. in Alabama. (laughs) And the groom's sister stood in for her. And then at 6.30 a.m. in Alabama, she woke up to the sound of wedding bells thanks to an app she had downloaded on her phone. (laughs) So that's kind of nice, I guess. A good touch. And, quote, a completely unexplained power outage. What? Of course. (laughs) Of course. By then, I'd be like, yeah, this. this, That checks. That sounds legit. Yeah. (laughs) This sounds right. This checks out. Uh, The Zoom ceremony was at 9 a.m. She wore a cream-colored sweater, her mother's pink jeans, and no shoes. The groom kept drifting off screen as his aunts cracked jokes. And she wrote, quote, Enrique and I have never wallowed in our separation. I've always known what I was signing up for in a long distance relationship. And I've always known he's worth it. But we thought we'd at least make it to the finish line hand in hand. Right. So I think it was probably pretty bittersweet. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, it's nice to like get it done yeah uh for all the paperwork reasons they need but like it would be like okay this is literally a this is a proxy thing it's a fake thing we have a real thing later well and that's going to be a theme here with these pandemic weddings for sure very true so after all that they were considered husband and wife congratulations Yay! yay in spain oh but in america enrique is just elizabeth's Alien relative, as she, they called it. She says he took, he had a lot, found a lot of humor in that, <laughs> in that phrasing. In April of 2021, they reunited in Denmark. And as of the article's publishing in November of 2021, they were still there with the Danish government working for months trying to figure out, quote, how married we are. They called her and her husband Schrodinger's newlyweds. That were, quote, by all accounts, more married than unmarried. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Like the percentages of (laughs) marriage. (laughs) On the scale of married to not married, you're somewhere in the middle right. Listen, in Denmark, marriage is a spectrum. (laughs) And you can fall anywhere on the spectrum. (laughs) They are wearing their wedding rings at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, His, he has on the traditional American way, on his left hand, on the ring finger. And she is wearing hers in the traditional Spanish way, on the third finger of her right hand. I never knew it was different. So yeah. that, I just wanted to include that because I thought that was really that's interesting. Super cool. And that's a cool way too to acknowledge each other's, you know, home yeah. countries and yeah. home traditions. That's nice. That's nice. It's, it, wedding rings, I think at least here in America, I always took them so much for granted. But both people wear one on their third finger of their left hand. Right. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember learning while I was working on uh, Underground Railroad. We had to go through all the extras and make sure that if any of the men took their wedding rings off, because back in that era, men didn't wear wedding rings. That's right. Uh, For a long time, men didn't wear wedding rings. That Mm -hmm. was totally seen as a very feminine thing to do. Hmm. Um, We'll have to do an episode about that later. I'm not sure exactly when that changed, (laughs) but I know in the 1800s, uh, not not 
not cool for men to wear many wedding rings. That's interesting. I wonder if they're like, I'm a rolling stone. Right, <laughs> I can't right. have no chain on me. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I've got a symbol on you, yeah. but I don't need it. I can do whatever. Probably. Like, you know. We'll find out. You can trust <laughs> me. I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll I need never to make lie. sure to tag you as a married woman. So Elizabeth concluded that whole article by writing, quote, my wedding dress, two thirds fitted, hangs in the guest room closet of my childhood home. It and we will have our day. So that's nice. I mean, that they are mm -hmm. still planning. They're going to do this wedding one day. They, they got the legal part out of the way. Right. But they're still going to yeah. have their ceremony. Another theme we will hear about many times throughout these uh, these pandemic weddings. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we actually reached out to Elizabeth on Twitter to see if there's any updates to this story because it's been a few months now and maybe Denmark worked it out and they figured <laughs> out how married they are now or right, whatever. Right. So I was like, did you ever, did your wedding dress ever have its day? You know, what happened? And she was awesome enough to respond. So we're very excited yeah. that she did that. Thank you for uh, responding, Elizabeth. And I'm so glad that we did because it is an amazing update as usual. It was nothing as simple <laughs> for Elizabeth and Enrique. <laughs> Uh, she said, yeah, they moved to Denmark because Enrique had gotten a job there. So that's kind of where they why they landed. Awesome. But it turns out Denmark is one of the only or possibly the only EU country that does not recognize marriages performed by other EU member states oh, as geez. valid in Denmark. <laughs> So Denmark's like, well, you know, you should probably just remarry here under Danish law and then, okay. you know, all good. We're Easy done. peasy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. Trouble was, they were going to need signed affidavits from their home countries saying that they weren't married. <laughs> After all this trouble they went to to get right. married, it's like insane they've to gotta, me. <laughs> they've got to prove that they're not. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like walking around going, is it me? I'm like crazy. <laughs> she said, quote, our home countries frowned upon considering we are indeed as married as Spain can make us. <laughs> Spain is like, we went through a lot of paperwork yeah. to make sure you were married. Now you want more paperwork saying you're not. Oh, my God. So they were in this uh, this stalemate, she called it, with the Danish government for months. Quote, too married to remarry, but not married enough for residence permit. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's where that Schrodinger's newlyweds kind of stage uh -huh. of the process she refers to. Uh, it, it, half in, half out. Yeah, you've got one foot in the door. Right. And you seem committed. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, now they've made a plan to fly to Spain, get a quick divorce, oh, then fly back to Denmark and get remarried. <laughs> I wonder if you get another like quickie bachelor, bachelorette. Party right. Yeah, you might as between. well. They're like, well, we just got divorced, so we'll just go out together, troll the bars <laughs> and go get married tomorrow. They deserve it. I, amen. Yeah. For real. But fortunately, the Danish government did give them a special dispensation to remarry without having to go get the divorce. I'm sure they sat down with the whoever they were talking to. Yeah. And like, this is what we're going to have to do. And yes. they were like, oh, my God, there's got to be a way around this. <laughs> she sits down with the Danish government and she's like, I don't know if any of you have ever driven from Birmingham to Houston <laughs> on a normal day. <laughs> But let me tell you about yes. my road I think trip. Birmingham to Houston is like driving across the entire European continent. I know. They'd be like, you drove from what to where? 11 no, hours. <laughs> so ultimately, Elizabeth said, quote, it was hilarious. Basically a permission slip that was like, 
don't ask them if they're already married. So yeah, they got married again at Danish City Hall with two court-appointed witnesses. <laughs> and she said, quote, still not the wedding we had envisioned, but hey, we both got to attend this one in person. Third time's a charm. Oh, here's so, hoping. So yeah, they still, she has still not had her wedding dress wedding. Oh man. And they've had two weddings now. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, when she has her third one, We'll uh, we'll try to update. Yes, <laughs> Hopefully please. we'll get an update. <laughs> We're rooting for you both, Elizabeth I know, and I know, I want to see pictures. Yeah. I feel very invested in this relationship. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> what a story. Oh, man. Well, I hope they get it. I know. I hope they Me get too. that wedding of their dreams. Hopefully things are getting back to a point where they can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and congrats on the move to Denmark, too, because that's... Right? Sounds cool. That sounds great. Yeah. 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 But Despite yeah. the legislative ridiculousness <laughs> seriously but it's funny because i'm like I, you know you think about all the hiccups of a regular wedding right <laughs> and you're like well i would take those over all this insanity seriously oh but that that must mean it's really solid between the two of them if right. they're both willing to go through all that right. to to get married then that's a real shit right there super exciting it's legit well that's not all we've got another wacky story for you coming up right after this we're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be right back from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. 
I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. And welcome back to Love in the Time of Coronavirus. Oh, yeah. Now, this is the story that Andrea J. sent to yeah. us by email. And this, this one's super great. This is about Aisha. Uh, we think that's the pronunciation of her name. Mm -hmm. uh, Aisha and Darren. Now, Aisha lives in Lancaster in the UK. And she was lonely during the pandemic lockdowns, like many of us, mm -hmm. you know, even even like us married. We were still like lonely together. Right? <laughs> I know. Probably a lot of roommates and <laughs> yeah. families felt that way, too. Yeah. So she gravitated to a Facebook group that was geared towards finding and connecting pen pals from all over the world. She started talking to a 56-year-old American woman named Kendra, who asked if Aisha would be willing to meet her son, Darren, who lived in Detroit. Now, they were similar ages, and he'd been wanting to chat with someone from the UK. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. exciting. I love okay. talking to people from the UK. Anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love talking to people from anywhere. Aisha told Metro News, we got on so well. So when she suggested speaking to her son, I thought it was a great idea. Though I was a bit nervous because I'd seen photos of him and he looked lovely. Ooh. So the two of them started talking in July of 2020 and it became clear pretty quickly that this was a special connection. Aisha said, quote, I worried that it might be awkward, but we talked for hours. Wow. And they discovered that they were both terrified of thunder and lightning and they both had owl tattoos with blue eyes. That is kind of a weird coincidence. That's a cool right coincidence, there. yeah. I wonder if they're like very similar artworks of owls. Right, right. Like distinct enough that it's like a cute thing, or right. <laughs> we both have our own kind of owl. Right, you know what I mean? right. I love that. So, yeah, they spoke on the phone every night despite the five hour time difference. Oh. Aisha had been furloughed, so she was able to alter her sleep patterns. And so she just slept at the same time that Darren would sleep, even oh, cool. though, you know, he was five hours away. Um, she said they would even video call and fall asleep together. Aww. Quote, then usually when I wake up, he's still there sleeping. It's the closest we can get and might sound strange, but it's a huge comfort. Yeah, sure. Which I can totally see that. Uh, it would be kind of wonderful, especially if your battery <laughs> lasts that long. <laughs> you keep plugged in. But wake up and just see the person. It's kind of like waking up next to them. I guess the closest you can get to that. I think, you know, we're, we're so adaptable, our, our, our weird big brains and mm -hmm. it's definitely something that i think has happened it's really surged forward in this last couple of years that we have really been able to adapt to some degree the notion of seeing someone over a screen and feeling physically close to them yeah you know it's never going to fully replace that but i think it's become something that we've grown kind of used to in the last couple of years definitely and it was certainly a lot weirder in early 2020 um, than it was a year into it. I, and, and now, especially, I think there's, I think it's easier for us to make that real connection yeah. over a screen than it used to be. Do you think it's easier over a screen than it would be just with a phone or letters um, or something? Because I know people do fall in love just oh, sure. with letters. Absolutely. Like We've done stories on that right here on the show. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's probably something a little, I think there's a little enhancement to it that you have the visual too. 
That's true. Because it's almost like it's enough to just have the words if it's just through letters. But then you get to add this visual element to it. So that's only giving it a little bit of a boost. Extra. Yeah. yeah okay. And the real-time yeah. communication too. So it's more like a conversation mm-hmm. rather than a back and forth sort of thing. That's very true. Yeah. You get more of a like, do we actually vibe talking together right, right. and stuff? That makes sense. And yeah, mu- you know, much like you have to do with a long distance relationship, they would plan weekly date nights together. They would surprise each other with like delivered takeout or treats, you know, just to keep things special and and surprise each other and kind of have a romantic connection in that way, even though they couldn't do, you know, be in the same place. That's so nice. Now, of course, Aisha wanted to travel to meet Darren in person, but travel bans, restrictions, all of that made that pretty impossible. So she tried to get around the bans by flying into Mexico for 15 days but she got sent home by immigration. Aisha had listed Darren's address as her destination on her tourist visa. And when they asked her about their relationship, she told them he was her boyfriend. So she thinks that they decided she would probably outstay her visa. Right? Yeah, they, they were like, oh, oh you're, you're not... trying to sneak in maybe yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Which... She should have been like, he, I barely know him. I hate that guy. I hate that guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to slap him in the face and then I'm going home. And <laughs> then I'm leaving immediately. <laughs> But she said, quote, it was so heartbreaking to be so close to him, but not be allowed through the border. Mm-hmm. I was put on the next flight home and I cried the whole way back. I know. And, and that like Mexico isn't even that close to Detroit, but compared right. to, you know, being in Lancaster, like I'm so close. Well, I'm like, continent one at leg, least. Yeah, yeah. One more leg of this trip and I'm by his side. Right. You know? So right. that would be sad. But days after she got home on May 21st, 2021, Darren suggested they should both get dressed up and have a special date night on Skype. And when she answered the call, he seemed kind of nervous, mm. which she thought, well, that's not like him. Like, what's what's going on? Yeah. He's giving me suspect. Right. He's the most <laughs> Zoom confident boy I know. <laughs> but then he got down on one knee and asked her to marry him Aww. with a ring and everything. Um, because he'd been planning to ask her when she visited him in Detroit. Oh. I just wondered, like, do you think that he planned to, like, greet her at the airport with, like, oh, right. balloons, flowers, ring, like, right. marry me now, uh-huh. of which it would be su- super cute uh-huh. and romantic. Or if he was like, no, she'll get here, we'll get settled in, uh-huh. you know, we'll get dressed up, we'll have a date. You know, and then I'll do it like that. Yeah, it's Detroit. Like, I'll take her to the Motor City Museum, (laughs) get down on one knee, I'll open an oil can, and it'll have a ring inside. (laughs) Chuck Berry, please bless my... (laughs) Yeah, if only. (laughs) Barry Gordy, please bless my marriage. (laughs) Barry Gordy, yeah, probably (laughs) better. I think Chuck Berry's not the best uh, marriage blesser. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's lockdown, I suppose, so they probably couldn't go to the museum at this point. Um, Also... The airport. I think you try something like that at the airport and you get tackled by TSA guards. Probably. He reaches into his pocket and they're like, <laughs> like get down, down, get down, 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 down. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, the whole airport gets evacuated. It's oh, like, I'm God. just trying to propose to I my just, British girlfriend. Just a romantic moment. <laughs> It'd be memorable, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you. Well, I'm sure he had something totally in mind because yeah. he just he strikes me as the kind of guy who is like, I need to really make this special. Yeah, absolutely. Because apparently he had even asked her father for permission ahead of time Aww. before she came to visit and everything. So he had this in mind for a minute. And yeah. of course, he did buy the ring and That's everything. That's nice. I didn't ask your father. No, I know. I didn't care what he thought. I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> but I'm glad that he was happy. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
I know. I right? do care what he thought. I just, of just course. didn't need his permission. Right. Well, yeah. I, I think if you're a really traditional person, yeah. that's a really lovely thing. Absolutely. Lovely I think you know, like, if that's something that would matter to everyone involved mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 And yeah. if it does, I think it's real nice. Yeah. And Aisha thought it was very sweet. She said her father really appreciated yeah, it. Yeah, that's so nice. That's nice. He was really getting in with the whole fam. He's like, let me get in with the fam. <laughs> I would do this right. I think I thought you wouldn't. Not not that you wouldn't appreciate it, but that you you wouldn't find it important. You're like, well, you know, I, I can choose who I want to marry. Yeah, of you course. You know, I don't, I don't need dad's permission. <laughs> no, blessing. I wouldn't need that. No. I guess it's like a night. You know, it's funny that it's, it's never framed really right. Right. I feel like it's, right. it should be more talked about like this is a lovely chance for you to bond yeah. with the father. Because yeah. I know it's male bonding is already so weird right. sometimes. And with dads, it can be really awkward. Right. It's just a nice time to sit down and be like, I'm very serious about this person that you raised and that yeah. you love. And I want you to know that I'm I'm going to ask her to marry me. I hope she says yes. And I hope I want, I'm very excited to be part of your family. Like, yeah, totally. That would be better than like, I, I would like your permission. Yes, yes. Would you allow? <laughs> to give me the hand of your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk dowry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what are you settling on her? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> like, right, right. Oh, that feels a little more. <laughs> yeah, more like, uh, uh, like you said, like a bonding moment. It's mm-hmm. nice. Like, yeah. oh, let's go golfing and talk about. Uh, let's have a cigar. Gonna... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice, nice scotch. Yeah, scotch and cigars or yeah. whatever. Male stuff. Guy stuff. You Guy know. stuff. <laughs> Here's some knives. Yeah. Well, and how often? <laughs> <laughs> let's go chop down a tree together or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, in fact, actually, both sets of parents were fully on board for this long distance digital love. Mm-hmm. Aisha says that she didn't tell her parents right away, but they, quote, twigged there was something going on when I was on the phone all the time. I love twigged. They twigged it. Oh no, they twigged it. I just, I don't know why. They really twigged something was on. I, mean, you know <laughs> I what? love it so much. I have twigged before and I didn't twigged. know the word for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I, I know this word now because yeah. it, this is an emotion I couldn't express in yeah, the past. You get it, right? It's, yeah. like, it's a very specific kind of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> now her parents, of course, were a little worried about this about this no, very I non-traditional mean, sort of relationship. You hear about catfishing, all right, kinds of crazy sure. stuff. You yeah. never know. It's good to be a skeptic. Mm-hmm. But they did talk with Darren on video and just right away, they saw how crazy they were for each other yeah. and they understood that that was something that mattered. They they fell in love with and him real, too. And, and real. And real, yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, Darren's mother, Kendra, had started all this in the first place. <laughs> <Right>? she, <laughs> she knew Aisha before Aisha knew Darren. That's right. Right. Yeah, that's how they met. Uh-huh. <laughs> Through so, his mom. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> Aisha even said, quote, it's funny that I met my mother-in-law before I met my husband. <laughs> I mean, a pretty cool way yeah. to get there, I yeah. feel like. And at first, you know, they did plan to wait until they could have an in-person ceremony. I think a lot of people had this kind of back and forth, probably, especially in 2021 when it was like, oh, vaccines are coming out soon. It looks like maybe there's a light at the end of this tunnel and I can make make a plan. Right. Um, But of course, variants started cropping up. Travel restrictions were still in place or, you know, kind of it was sort of a... doors open, doors closed uh-huh. sort of <laughs> period of time. You're not really sure where you could go anymore. So they were kind of like, when are we going to be able to do this and actually be together, you and I, yeah. <laughs> like in the same place at the same time? Right. And then they read about a new law that was passed in Utah Ooh. making international virtual wedding ceremonies legal in Utah. Okay. So they were like, well, 
let's just do this. You know, let's why wait? So on August 19th, 2021, they got married over Zoom with a small number of friends and family in attendance. Beautiful. Perfectly legal digital marriage. Yeah. So even though their marriage was fully armed and operational. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I was afraid. (laughs) And even though the travel restrictions were lifted, they still, as of November of 2021, have not met in person Mm -mm. because they have to wait for Aisha's new visa to be accepted. Instead, they still talk multiple times a day. Aisha said, quote, despite never meeting, there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to marry Darren. It's been really hard, but in the long run, it will make us stronger because we've had to go through all this to be together. I think that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think it really shows how, you know, personality is the core of romance i think like Mm -hmm. how you get along how you converse what your chemistry is as as minds you know more so than just as bodies together but as like what's what's that energy between your brains Mm -hmm. um how do you express it you know what do you like about each other like uh, your personalities yeah you know big concern obviously for me is uh what if one of them smells you know but that's fixable (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's something you can work on if you meet and you're like, my God, what Woo! do you do all day? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't know what they smell like until that's someone true. tells them. So well, if that's your biggest concern. Hey, go for bad. it. You know, I think there is some like biological something about pheromones. Sure. You know, where it's not even something detectable that you smell. It's right. just like there's just compatible ones, I guess, where well, you're just like, you get in the energy of that pheromone. You're like, damn, whatever you're putting down, I am picking it up. Like, I've uh, <laughs> never experienced that that oh. I know of, but... Uh, <laughs> wow, my pheromones are offended. <laughs> I just think you could do a good job of soaping your pheromones off. <laughs> I so, am a very clean guy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, well, that's fine good. for me. I don't need I don't need your stink to, <laughs> to get musk. into my brain and convince me, <laughs> oh, this is the one for me. I don't need your musk. I'm perfectly happy with whatever moisturizing body wash you've been <laughs> scrubbing on yourself. Oil? Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think it's cool that both in both of these relationships, you know, they just had to really go through it. And we we saw a lot of stories about, of course, people breaking up and divorcing because they were like, wow, I can't spend all this time with you. It makes me want to like dive (laughs) off a bridge or whatever. And like, it's cool to be like, oh, I I wanted to talk to you for hours on end, even though it was only on my computer. It was all I wanted to do is spend time with you. I think that's a really strong foundation. I think so, too. I think there's still challenges ahead because sure. you do still have there is another adaptation that you're going to have to come across. Like you are mm-hmm. still going to have to learn how to physically share space with each other. Right. How, you know, uh, we love talking for 10 hours on the screen. Great. But at some point, even after 10 hours, I shut that laptop and I am alone. completely independent. Yeah. And, you know, that can suck because you're alone, but also that's like something you can't replicate once you share space with someone. Mm -hmm. Every relationship has that in it Mm -hmm. and we all learn to adapt from it. But I wonder how much of a challenge that will be going forward for people who have fallen totally in love with each other but still haven't experienced that element yet. Um, Certainly something that can be easily overcome. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think as long as you're aware of that going into it, then it probably won't be a big deal. But I do wonder about that probably being their greatest challenge moving forward is uh, that physical proximity that they haven't had, that they might even be not considering or taking for granted the fact that they 
spend so much time together digitally. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I think I think any couple has that yeah, li- that that cohabitation right. challenge or right, whatever. Because right. a lot of people, I know, we lived together for several years before we were married. Right. But some people don't. Um, so well, they, they end up going, yeah, we got to go out a lot or we spent the night maybe, but we never lived together. And sometimes it does have a huge yeah. effect yeah. on, you have to definitely like, communication is really important, obviously. But yeah, you have to really give up a lot of your stuff and, uh, right. you know, change the way you build your space around yourself and yeah. everything. So that's a challenge for us all. And we decidedly <laughs> did not live together. Right. For a while, because mm-hmm. we we had both lived with roommates, and when we our roommates were all kind of separating at the same time, and we talked about, well, do is this now? Is this when we move in together? But we realized neither of us had ever really lived alone, alone, alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to do that before we moved in together, and we did that for what a year and a half, two years. Yeah, I think, I think it was good. Yeah, it was oh, smart it was to do. Totally smart. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to be able to have that. Yeah. Experience and know you could do it if it, if it came down to it. Right. Well, <laughs> you know? and, and that we were still building our relationship mm-hmm. while having our own private space. Yes. Um, and so that I think that's what makes me think about this is like they are building their relationship digitally and they do have their private space right now. But the next stage, it's like jumping from zero to 100. Yeah, I see You know, that. well, we I, we don't live together. We're meeting on Zoom. We got married after a few months. Boom, now we share Cheryl. every day oh, in yeah. the same space. I, I'm not, I think it'll be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, th- this, like you said, this kind of foundation is unlike any other. They know their, their, their personalities so mm-hmm. well that they want to be together mm-hmm. um so i think it's going to be great for them and they might love it even more yeah. like you know like instead of feeling that way of like oh now i have to like get rid of my stuff or right. you want to put this over here and i want to put it over here uh-huh. like they might really relish it so much that they're together yeah that it's like i'm loving having to figure this out with you yeah. and getting to hold your hand and have you in my space yeah, like maybe totally. it'll be something like just translate to more gratitude for that uh-huh. that proximity yeah yeah so uh, however it goes i hope it works out for aisha and darren definitely i do and uh yeah aisha and darren we hope to hear from them i know that i don't know how to contact uh, random people in (laughs) random places (laughs) elizabeth was a journalist so it's a little easier yeah Um, Uh, but yeah if you hear this (laughs) let us know and we will try and get an update uh from Uh elizabeth as well and enrique and see what's going on with them and you guys must have your own stories about pandemic sure. and your relationships. We all have them. Mm-hmm. But if you've got something particularly strange and bizarre, something really out there, I mean, you and I, it's, you know, it's not that much change. We were already spent most of our time at the house together. <laughs> so That's true. We, got yeah, we started podcast. working together. Right? So it was kind of like we were it went from not working together to always together uh, lockdown to uh-huh. now working together in the house no matter how the rest of the world is doing anything. <laughs> right, so, uh, right. That's, that was interesting. Yeah. That was interesting. But if you've got a story to share, we would love to hear it. Um, and we're going to come back in our next episode with something really exciting. Yes, I'm so thrilled about this. Um, our next episode, we're actually going to be talking to our dear friends, Cherry and Jason. Yes. It's our first uh, non-podcast host guest, right, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm so excited to be chatting with them about their lockdown love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they really went through it. Yeah, they had, had a, a, they hell had a of tough time. pandemic. Yeah. And they, uh, they got married over Zoom, too. And, right. 
um, made it made it work. Yes. So, but yeah, it was really lovely to to get to really get to the bottom of that story. Right. And they're fun. They're so funny. They're the so best y'all will people. love them as much as we do. I'm Absolutely. Sure. So tune into the next episode for sure yeah. and check that. We're going to talk with them about a couple other stories too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a really fun time. Yeah. And thanks again to Andrea for yeah. this idea. We had a really good time looking for crazy pandemic stories. Absolutely. So There's almost nothing one. more ridiculous in romance than trying to make it work in times like these. Uh, so everything yeah. is, re- is a slightly more ridiculous than ever before. <laughs> that is very true. Um, so tune in. Let us know yeah, what you think. Totally. We're going to go get some sun yeah. out here in Palm cool Springs. Cool time, baby. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we will catch you on the next episode. As always, please write in. Share your story, your yeah. ridiculous pandemic romance. Uh, let us know what you thought about this episode, any episode, any ideas you have in the future. Shoot us an email romance at iheartmedia.com right or we're on twitter and instagram i'm at dianamite boom and i'm at oh great it's eli and the show is at ridic romance that's right follow along hey drop us a rating on on apple podcasts drop us a rating on spotify we'd love Uh, to hear that from you um a couple reviews are always nice and uh you know we we love you guys you're the best the best audience in the whole damn world yeah yeah i'll fight about it don't let anybody tell you otherwise (laughs) we'll beat them up (laughs) we will choose violence absolutely Uh, (laughs) but today we would choose poolside relaxation (laughs) Uh, thank you all so much and we will catch you at the next one bye so long friends it's time to go Thanks for listening to our show. Tell your friends, neighbors, uncles, and aunts to listen to our show, Ridiculous Romance. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core... What I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people. 
in an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.